0: Talent Talk Tuesdays is all about harnessing your God-given talents to live with greater clarity, purpose, and joy. You are wonderfully made, my friends. May all we do be for God's glory. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Miladnik, your host. And today on Talent Talk Tuesdays, I'm answering the question, what is coaching? First, let's start with the definition of coaching from the International Coaching Federation, which is the gold standard organization around the world for professional ethics and competencies. The ICF defines coaching as partnering with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. The process of coaching often unlocks previously untapped sources of imagination, productivity, and leadership and the ICF goes on to say this which is really interesting we all have goals we want to reach challenges we're striving to overcome and times when we feel stuck partnering with a coach can change your life setting you on a path to greater personal and professional fulfillment and as we always do on this show I'd like to start with scripture also for a clue so Proverbs 20 verse 5. This is the Catholic translation. It's a little dry, but there are others that have a little more color to them. The basic idea is, here's the Catholic one. The intention of the human heart is deep water, but the intelligent draw it forth. There's this image of the heart being this deep well, and someone who's skilled and wise can draw, draw those deeper intentions, motivations, and passions, and giftings even, draw them forth, okay? But even with these two hints, uh, coaching is a little mysterious, right? People are often asking me, is coaching like therapy? Is it like spiritual direction? Well, the answer to the question is no, it's not quite like either one. It's quite distinctive. In fact, when it's done correctly, (laughs) it's a partnership between the coach and the client. It's very equal, and it helps you gain clarity on your life and goals through a creative and respectful partnership. That increases your motivation, helps you discern your next steps, and then carry them out, learning as you go, creating positive change in your personal or your professional life, can be in your ministry life, anything. So well-trained coaches use an exploratory, growth-oriented questioning technique. It's somewhat Socratic, that idea um, that there's a lot in there that just needs to be drawn out. And again, it respects your uniqueness as an individual while inviting shifts in thinking. Nothing's ever forced, it's more of an invitation, but it leads you toward new and fresh perspectives. Other than helping you achieve your goals, the coach has no agenda. Values and standards as a professional and as a human being, yes, of course, no worthy coach will help you achieve something immoral or destructive. A truly good professional coach wants what's best for you and they trust you to be able to recognize what that is so even though the coach guides the process the client takes the lead in setting the agenda and doing the work it's really up to you so a good coach is non-judgmental as you learn and grow helping you draw out learnings from everything the things that go well and the things that cause you struggles a good coach also gently challenges you and encourages you to stretch forward in your life toward your dearest dreams and goals, while living in a way consistent with your values, which builds sturdy pathways into new ways of being and doing so you can more fully become the person you are called to be. Coaching is distinctive from both therapy and spiritual direction, as well as from mentoring, discipling, and consulting. And so it can be confusing, I know. So um, that's why coaches often use a very simple metaphor. It's like a little story to distinguish coaching from counseling, mentoring, consulting, and spiritual direction. So here it is. Let's say somebody comes to you and says, I'd like to learn to ride a bicycle. A therapist who operates on a medical model of diagnosing and treating will say, okay, what experiences with locomotion have you had in the past? What are your fears? What traumas may be holding you back and so on. So therapy and counseling when done well can be game changing. Getting that healing can just set you on a level path for future growth and achievement, right? But the point I'm making is that with therapy and counseling, they always look to the past in order to heal it. In other words, it's looking in the rear view mirror. Whereas a mentor would say, oh, you want to learn how to ride a bicycle? That's fantastic. I've been riding a bicycle since I was six years old. Come with me and I'll teach you how I do it. A consultant would say, Want to learn how to ride a bike? Okay, what kind of terrain would you like to ride on? How far will you ride? How often? And then, okay, here's the kind of tires I recommend for that. This is the sort of helmet you should use. Here are some possible places where you can ride and get your training. And here's my report. Have a nice day. (laughs) A spiritual director would probably ask you, Where is God in this desire to ride a bicycle? Have you brought it to prayer? Would it draw you closer to Him? Is it His will? And your spiritual director would be somewhat directive and prescriptive at times, perhaps offering scriptures for your meditation, maybe a book on the life of a saint who rode bicycles. (laughs) There would be a little bit of teaching and mentoring involved, even though spiritual directors are trained listeners who are very sensitive to not wanting to get between you and God. So like coaches, they are very respectful of that process of self-exploration and self-knowledge. So as you can see, there is a little bit of overlap between the two. But getting back to our metaphor about wanting to ride a bicycle, the therapist looks to the past, the mentor teaches what she knows, the spiritual director orients to prayer, and the consultant writes a report. But if somebody comes to a coach and says, I want to learn how to ride a bicycle, the coach will say, Oh, really? Where would you like to go? And what kinds of adventures would you like to have? coaching is forward facing where therapy looks in the rearview mirror coaching looks through the windshield it's about discerning moving forward growing and developing into the person you need to be to fulfill your dreams and callings there's so much in the church about this tons about human formation a couple of just quick Saint quotes Saint Catherine of Siena famously said if you are who you are meant to be you will set the world on fire nobody really teaches us how to know ourselves deeply coaching helps you know yourself a lot better Teresa of avila and many other saints have said that self-knowledge is critical for growth and holiness and then coaching does another wonderful thing it helps you understand yourself and then supports you in taking action in going to all the new places that god is calling you in this season of your walk with him and coaching helps you to plan and then do what he is asking you to do for him learning all the way to the achievement of the goal and so with the help of a coach the client begins a process of purposeful guided self-exploration learning planning and goal achievement but understand this is not just about external achievement those are wonderful and very exciting and coaching is perfect for that and yes the action steps in that metaphorical coaching relationship may involve Getting bicycle riding lessons and purchasing equipment and doing whatever is necessary to become confident and proficient. Those are all good steps. But the coach will always seek to help the client to discover a deeply rooted and authentic personal vision for what's underneath the desire to ride that bicycle and where it might most wonderfully take you. To discover not only the how but the why. It is necessary and fulfilling that you go and do new things on that bicycle and typically what we're talking about are long held but frustrated dreams or a need for clarity in a new season of life. Coaching is often about getting underneath the surface of overwhelming to do lists and expectations that tend to drive our lives so we're very busy, but we don't feel like we're getting anywhere at least not anywhere that's really meaningful and fulfilling for us. And coaching helps you in finding those things that are real and life-giving, aligned with God and your deepest core values, and giving you the best possible support and walking courageously into that new and inviting territory, new learnings, new relationships, new achievements. And of course, as a faith-based coach, my clients pretty much all want more than anything to give glory to God with their lives and bring joy and love to others in the process of reaching for their dreams. It is beautiful and fulfilling work for the coach, and it is often life changing for the client. We are not meant to go it alone. We need each other. Hebrews 10 verses 24 to 25 says this. It's interesting. St. Paul says, We must consider how to rouse one another to love and good works. We should not stay away from our assembly, as is the custom of some, but encourage one another hear that togetherness that is where we thrive God made us for himself and he made us for human relationships by design we are members of a body so we truly are better together and when we are accompanied by a well-trained coach and I emphasize well-trained for reasons I'll discuss next week but when we are accompanied by a well-trained coach we experience being heard at a level most of us have never experienced before which allows us to hear ourselves on a deep level it's really profound I know because I have coaches of my own and I can't even imagine what my life would be like without them and I mean that sincerely um in coaching we find that we are hearing our own deepest desires wisdom and calling in a whole new way that simply doesn't happen in ordinary conversations this is special because there are very specific skills that have to be learned to coach well and help others to achieve their dreams Yet this extraordinarily effective work is made even more fruitful by the movements of the Holy Spirit inside the conversation. For me as a Catholic coach, it's a lot like one of my students, a brilliant young priest in my last training cohort called contemplative coaching. When he said that, I said, yes, that's it. That's exactly it. I never even thought of putting those words together, but that is precisely what it is. We are utilizing our skills with great concentration i like to think of it being like a surfer right all that balance and intuition and all the practice that goes into riding a powerful wave they're using their skills but the power that drives us and moves the client toward the shore if you think of the objective of the session the objective of what the client is seeking what's moving us toward the greater insight truth and fueling us with the courage to do this deep work is the power of god himself when you bring people of faith together you got a coach praying for their clients he shows up he really does he is the wave of love and power and purpose that coaching can create space for us to encounter and experience we coaches don't tell teach prescribe or advise that's not our role you know sometimes you might have a client that wants those things and you might set aside time to do them but that is not coaching Okay, just to be clear, we listen deeply. We ask powerful questions, open up new perspectives, and empower the client to take meaningful, sustained action that can transform their lives over time. Coaches hold the client's vision for them, even when things are tough and they might be tempted to give up. Coaches gently challenge and re-energize their clients so they can keep going and get to the goal. A prayerful, well-trained coach seeks God's will in all things, praise and make sacrifices for the client and appreciates the incredible honor of that client's trust. In fact, my friend, a wonderful Christian coach by the name of Steve Cromer, said that when we coach, I love this, we enter into the work that God is already doing in the client's life. And we respect that on a profound level. We understand that imposing our own ideas and agendas might get in the way of what God is doing. So using our coaching skills, we ask questions not for ourselves, But for them not out of informational curiosity but to help them hear their own hearts which is often where the holy spirit speaks to them with great clarity powerful questions can reignite their creativity and excitement unlock fresh motivation and help clients to feel deeply heard and understood often for the first time in their lives the work of coaching Is guiding in a special way. It's what one of my greatest heroes in coaching, Christopher McCluskey, calls a facilitated monologue, because the coach only speaks about 20% of the time, the client is speaking 80% of the time, because it is they who are doing the work of exploring their own hearts and lives and discerning the path forward while the coach skillfully, intuitively, facilitates. That's the dance. That's what we call it. And it often results in people, again, finding great clarity of vision, purpose, and mission. And then the confidence, because they're not alone, right? St. Paul says, come back to the assembly, encourage one another. Being together gives us the confidence to live it out. And professional coaches know from their training and their experience that they can trust that the answers to the client's problems are largely found inside the client. Remember Proverbs 25, the intelligent person can draw it out. And coaches believe clients are resourceful and creative and more capable often than they realize, which is liberating and exciting for them. But coaching must also be, again, skillful, professional, and strictly ethical. (laughs) I'm going to talk about this more in coming weeks. Um, Our profession really needs to be held to standards, and I'll talk about that in other episodes. In fact, next week, I'm going to discuss coaching qualifications and a short, fascinating history of the International Coaching Federation. You're not going to want to miss it. I promise it's not boring so it'll help you also to discern whether a coach is right for you to understand that credentialing process and if you're interested in becoming a coach you'll start to understand the field better and where you can find the best training all right so reach out to me if you'd like a free exploratory call you can always talk to me about where you are in your life and what makes you curious about coaching for yourself for a loved one or even as maybe your own calling In a few weeks, I'll do a whole episode on whether or not you should hire a coach. You know, what do you kind of weigh and what are the kinds of things you might bring to a coach? What does that look like? But next week, as I said, I'm going to talk about training and qualifications. So I'd love to hear from you at any time about anything from this program, any questions you might have or comments you'd like to share. You can email me, remember, uh, or book a time to speak with me. Actually, email me, and then we'll book a time. uh, Just write to me at Lisa at wonderfullymade139.com, and we'll get that free call scheduled. Thanks for listening. Remember you are wonderfully made, my friend. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me too. God bless you.